0: Thanks for listening to Library Overload. This is Susie. And this is Tavia. As always, be sure to check out our blog, libraryoverload.home.blog, for a list of all the books we talk about today. And then our Instagram is Library Overload. And if you love us, please leave us a rating and review on whatever podcast platform you use. Mm-hmm.
1: okay it's one of my favorite episodes
0: every episode is your favorite episode
1: it's because we're brilliant women and we talk about very important matters like books
0: yes (laughs) so Tavia's other favorite episode
1: it's like when you have like one daughter and you're like she's my favorite daughter Mm -hmm.
0: sure so today we are talking about what we've been reading lately so this is all the books we've We've read outside of all of our themed episodes that we normally do. Yes. And so I have two today. Yay.
1: Yay, you. <laughs> also, outside of book tacto or or book bingo that I participate in. I don't think you've done it in a minute, but.
0: I have hope not. Hopefully next month.
1: Yeah. Cool. Well, I will get us started, I guess, and I'm going to dive right in. My first one that I'm going to talk about is one that I actually read. I think I read it back in December. And that is. Too Fat, Too Slutty, Too Loud, The Rise and Reign of Unruly Women.
0: That was so many trigger words.
1: Yes, and that is by Anne Helen Peterson. And I thought this... Was brilliant. It's actually a very quick read. But basically she takes one of these triggers. Like too fat. And she picks a celebrity. And talks about that word. Choice too fat. In the context of society. So like she talked about. um, Melissa McCarthy. And how when she became an actress. People said she was too fat. And what that says about feminism. About our society in general. Then she talked about. Uh, too old she talked about Madonna Mm -hmm. and she said the problem with people's concept of Madonna is that she's not aging the way that people want her to age yeah like she doesn't act like
0: someone her age right
1: like Helen Mirren we're fine with because she acts like an old lady but Madonna doesn't so we have a problem with her yeah so it's just that whole like juxtaposition of what society views and why shouldn't we be allowed to be ourselves one of the ones she did that was my favorite was Too Strong and it was about Serena Williams. Nice. And how they didn't necessarily care that she was strong, but she was this anti-established too many things. Yeah. yeah, she was this black girl that comes into the white world of tennis and she kind of like shakes things Just up. Dominate. And she doesn't do it quietly or peacefully. like she makes loud noises, and they're like, "Oh, that's so unrefined." She argues with the refs. Yeah, like, how and they're she? Yeah. they're like, "Oh, that's so unrefined." Mm-hmm. And so then obviously she has to be two something and outcast, and that's kind of the whole gotcha. the whole general theme of the book is is looking at how our society views these specific celebrities or athletes or whatever in that context, and it's just mm-hmm. it was really 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 interesting. Cool.
0: Who was too slutty, do you
1: remember? Um, I don't remember off the top of my head.
0: I was just thinking that one person that people deem too slutty for their own good is Taylor Swift. Oh yeah. Like how dare she date people? Right. Right. Like, oh my goodness.
1: But she um Ann Helen Peterson is a celebrity gossip person. Okay. And she also is part of BuzzFeed, BuzzFeed culture. Mm-hmm. So she kind of does these articles about these women and then sees how society responds to them. Mm-hmm. And her her underlying thing of feminism is out there to let women make their own choices whether you agree with them or not. Mm-hmm and I just I kind of loved it she she highlights the hypocrisy and the you know the way we view people
0: yeah okay my first one I'm going to talk about is one that I told you guys was coming out soon and this is post script by Cecilia Ahern this is the follow-up to PS I love you it was Lovely. Yeah. So I didn't look up what it was about at all before I read it. So I just wanted to be surprised and I just wanted to kind of find out on my own what it was about. But just a quick synopsis. So she did this kind almost in real time. It's been seven years now since Jerry died. So we're still with Holly. Um, It's been seven years now. She is dating someone new and they've, they're recently, he has recently asked her to move in with him. And then her sister has started a podcast and wants Holly to come on and talk about how we deal with death. Oh. And when she's on the podcast, she mentions Jerry's PS I Love You letters and it like lights a fire. Oh. People want to hear more about his letters and this group of terminally ill people come up to her and ask her to help them write letters to their families. Oh. And it changes everything
1: That's awesome.
0: so it's so good it's so different which I love because you see how different Holly is from the day after Jerry dies mm-hmm. to seven years now that she's kind of removed from this not forgotten but she's a different person because of this horrible thing that she dealt with so young mm-hmm. her husband died when she was 29 years old that changes you so I love that we see how different she is and she even mentions I don't know if my Jerry would have loved who I am now oh wow because I am so different from the woman that he loved and it's just it's so self-aware mm-hmm. and it was it was wonderful I loved it so much I picked it up and read a huge chunk of it fantastic book awesome I i i really really loved it i'm so glad it i did get it uh and so i i did buy a book but i
1: wanted it <laughs> is that a valid reason yes i did not know that was a valid reason that we could be using yes. okay um,
0: but i didn't buy any books in january so Correct. it is yeah.
1: fine i only did the one i think yeah. but no it was it was for science yes so i'm glad that you enjoyed that i wondered if it would be as enjoyable as the first one having been so long afterwards
0: it was wonderful because it was the same person but she's different now and so you got to kind of because in the first book i think you fall in love with jerry because of his letters and you can just Mm -hmm. tell how much he loved her so you kind of fall in love with jerry Mm -hmm. and their love together but in this one, you get to really fall in love with Holly.
1: Oh, that's and awesome.
0: I I thought it was fantastic. I love that she's older and she's she has changed because of the, this experience that she had. But she's aware that she's different. It was just, it was so, so well done. That's awesome. Fantastic.
1: Wonderful. Mm-hmm. I like it. Mm-hmm. I like when books are well done. Me too. Okay. I am going to switch us up a little bit and go...
0: Y-A fantasy. Nice. I haven't read one in a while.
1: Yeah, I hadn't until this point, and now I've read, like, several. Nice. <laughs> uh, but I read The Ash Princess. What's well, actually just Ash Princess. Okay. I put the the in there like people do with The Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> I've
0: never heard it called The Walmart. Have you not? No, I've always just heard the S's on... At the end of them. So, it's almost Walmarts or JCPenney's or Um, Belk's.
1: Yes. I've heard, let's go to the Walmart. I've heard that one. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. But anyway, the Ash Princess, I really enjoyed it. It gave me somewhat of some Throne of Glass flashbacks. But I think it ended up being different enough that it it was its own thing. Uh, That is by... Laura Sebastian, and this is a trilogy. Okay. It's a finished trilogy. Very good. Yeah, the last one just came out this month. Okay. So it is finished. But basically, Theodosia, I know that we love these these YA fantasy names.
0: It's like someone sneezed on an alphabet and was like, <laughs> okay, those are the letters
1: <laughs> that will make up my name. Yeah, I'm reading one now that's going to be even... Even better when, when I talk about it. Can't wait to tell you about it. Um, but Theodosia was six when her country was invaded. And her mother, who is the fire queen, she had fire power, mm-hmm. was murdered while she was still holding her daughter. Oh, my. They, like slit her throat. Well, then the Kaiser, is the one who invaded, he took over the kingdom and just stayed there. And kept her as a prisoner, like a political prisoner. Okay. So the story's about her growing like she's sixteen now and it's about how she's grown up kind of in this captive world. Uh they parade her around like she's um acclimated, like she's what is that word I'm looking
0: for? Like she's been rehabbed or something.
1: Yeah, like she's, you know gone native or whatever they call it. She's, exactly. you know, taken over to their side and she really isn't. So inside she's like fighting her internal struggle and then somebody comes along that she hasn't seen in a while and they like hatch a plan, like a secret plan to be able to get her out. Okay. Um but then there's a boy always. <laughs> always a boy. Um and it was just it was fun. It was it was a really good like, you know, YA people with power mm-hmm. kind of the
0: underdog has to fight the people mm-hmm. with power. Yeah. I like the um like the tagline of the book. It's in a land without a queen, the princess must rise. Yeah. I like that. So
1: she's kind of coming into her own of my people have been suffering. I can no longer stay silent.
0: Let my people go. <laughs> like that.
1: Yeah, I don't think she sang like that. I she did. <laughs> but she hatches this plan with the the secret person that comes along to help her the secret person yes well i can't tell you who it is it's okay. it's part of the thing okay but all right yeah but it kind of flips at the end of it and i was like oh okay that's pretty cool so i'm i definitely want to finish the series do you i do okay. whether i will or not is another matter entirely but i do want to i want to finish it but it was on my already owned list so I got to check that one off yay. yay for me okay
0: my second one is one that you will be so pleased that I read it was on our episode that we chose books for each other so this one is A Serial Killer's Daughter My Story of Faith, Love and Overcoming by Carrie Rawson
1: I saw that you were reading this I was really excited about and it I, just,
0: I went to the library one day to pick up a hold and I was like you know what I haven't done in a while just perused So I did. And I grabbed like four books. Nice. (laughs) And I happened to see it. And I was like, you know what? It is time. And you know, it made me think of. Remember the book that I gave you that was, I think you're wrong, but I'm listening. Mm -hmm. And how you said, oh, it was strangely Christian. Mm -hmm. This. Really? Yeah.
1: You wouldn't expect that at all.
0: I did not at all. So this is. The daughter of the BTK killer, the Bind Torture Killer, and it talks about her growing up with her father and how he he was a good dad, but he had kind of strange moments where he acted a little differently, things like that. But she goes through times in their lives, like talks about a hiking trip that they took through the Grand Canyon and she really focuses on the day that he's arrested because Mm. he committed his crimes in i believe i think it was the 80s and he kind of taunted the police and the news for a while after Mm. that but he wasn't actually arrested until 2004
1: oh i did not know that yes so i did he stop killing he did interesting Wonder why
0: he had kids Oh. yeah um, he ended up killing 10 people. Wow. Uh, and he he was a mess as all serial killers are, but um, his MO was he would kind of he would break into someone's home. He worked with ADT. So you would willingly let him wow. into your home mm-hmm. to secure it and so he would stalk people and then break into their homes when they weren't home and wait and he had weird awful fetishes and things like that well the police ended up using carrie's pap smear from her college days they subpoenaed her dna to test against dna that they had of their serial killer and that's how they caught her father
1: is that legal
0: i don't know I, I didn't know your
1: Pap smear would be like DNA. available.
0: Yeah, it's DNA, and then she had it done at her state college health. Oh, there um, it is. Yeah, yeah, their health, um, health what, department. Yes, thank you, God. Um, so they were able to subpoena it. They wow. caught him because he sent the police a floppy disk. That's how old. <laughs> nice. He sent them a floppy disk that he had used at his church. And it was registered under his name. And he thought that they couldn't trace that. Wow. Yeah. So when he sent them his taunts, they caught him. So she really kind of focuses on the day that he was arrested. Because the police had been watching him for a while. And so they caught him on his way home for lunch. He met his wife for lunch at home every single day. They caught him on the the day... uh, at that time, and strategically had FBI agents outside of Carrie and then her brother's homes, respectively, and went inside and spoke to them all at the same time. It was this big, oh, orchestrated thing. Interesting. So she talks about her memory of that day. It was February 25th, so just in a couple of days.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, it was February 25th, 2004, when her world was just completely rocked wow and she talked about kind of the ptsd that she has of that day mm-hmm. and kind of memories of that day her looking at a photo of her and her father on her wedding day when this fbi agent mm-hmm. is telling you your father is a serial killer and just all of that and so it was fascinating but then she gets into her kind of clinging to faith and writing letters to her father saying i'll see you again in heaven And I didn't love that, Um, but it was just a lot of, uh, she had letters that he sent her, that she sent him in prison, things like that, and a lot of things from him were kind of odd, like, uh, your mother hasn't reached out to me, I hope she's not mad, like yeah no uh that, i would be real pissed if my husband happened to be a um, serial killer i hope
1: she's not mad it's like i forgot to pick up milk on the way home not yeah. i murdered 10 people
0: yeah so Kay. it was just bizarre kind of seeing her view of her dad mm-hmm. and things like that it's just could you imagine though finding out one day oh my dad was a serial killer like just having to kind of Put that together in your Mm -hmm. brain and all of that. Especially
1: if your dad wasn't an abusive person.
0: Yeah, he wasn't a horrible dad. He had moments where he lost his temper and stuff, but it was never like horrific Mm -hmm. things. Um, But yeah, so it was kind of nuts. I didn't love the the faith part Mm -hmm. of it, especially her saying, well, I'll see you again in heaven. Don't love that.
1: I mean, to basic principle of christianity is if you ask for forgiveness you'll be redeemed so
0: i just that's i don't her. love the blanket statement of mm-hmm. if you lied or if you murdered 10 people mm-hmm. you're welcome i don't
1: i don't that. love
0: it um but yeah it was just it was a lot of faith things like that but it was also a very interesting perspective into how someone reconciles with the fact that mm-hmm. their father is a, a serial yeah, killer that's crazy. just bananas
1: daniel and i have started binge watching criminal minds nice. it's on netflix so we had this conversation just the other day so do you think that you could be married to someone for 30 plus years and legitimately deep down not know that they were doing these things
0: her entire family had no idea
1: well Hers, I think, makes a little more sense because he stopped, but like some of the instances they were still going. Do mm-hmm. you really not know?
0: Well, his last murder was done when she was a, a child. Oh, wow.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, um, she looked at the dates of when he murdered, and a couple of those dates she was like, I was five. Like, my brother was a baby. Wow. Like, she knew some were before. Um, But yeah, like uh, one of them was when her brother was an infant and it's just like, how do you murder someone and then go back to your happy little home? Mm -hmm. And like he had, he had hidden uh, a card, a, um, a business card that he had written down information when he was stalking a person. He hid that card in a book and put it in her childhood bedroom. That's fantastic. He had his gross serial killer mementos of his victims hidden under a floorboard in their home. Just, you never, she never knew. Never, ever, ever, ever knew.
1: It's very interesting. It's also kind of terrifying.
0: I know. Like, do you know what your husband is doing all the time?
1: I would like to think so. I would like to think that I would know. I know. But, I mean apparently lots and lots of people don't i know
0: well when you're a psychopath or a sociopath you learn to mimic how to act like you become Mm -hmm. this great great actor so Mm -hmm. they know exactly how to act correctly Mm -hmm. so that no one ever suspects i
1: also think it goes back to that thing that queen shonda rhimes was telling me in her Mm -hmm. book Mm -hmm. she told it to me personally that we create narratives for people yeah we project on them what we want to see so if we were not looking for a serial killer so we don't want to see the bad things right
0: well you also like you can project a stranger walking towards you on a dark street at night as terrifying but you never expect it to be someone that you know and love right but yeah it was nuts um I I really enjoyed her uh telling kind of the Mm -hmm. story of all of that and just her struggle with the trauma of finding out Mm -hmm. something as Horrible as that. Mm-hmm. Super interesting. Alright. I now need to read all of the books written by all of the serial killer's children.
1: I'm glad that you liked it. I, I appreciate it. that you did.
0: I'm glad that I read it and I am trying to figure out a way to read the third book that you told me to read before we do another matchmaking <laughs> episode.
1: <laughs> I don't even remember which one that was. Love
0: luck and lemon pie.
1: That was it. And that I thought that you would really enjoy that yes. one too.
0: I have found it via Audiobook on the library. Nice. Uh, and it's only nine hours long.
1: Oh, so that's not bad.
0: be able to do it. I just, I'm hardly ever in the car and I don't have a very long commute to work anymore. Mm. So like, I've got to figure out a way to listen to it other mm-hmm. than like 10 minute snippets here and yeah, there.
1: Yeah, my commute is hellacious at this point. <laughs> <laughs> but going from your super weird quirk to mine...
0: Oh, another thing. I've started watching Mindhunter on Netflix. Oh, yeah. About the the FBI investigate or not investigating, interviewing serial killers. And the bind, torture, kill serial killer is one that eventually is in it.
1: Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yes. That is interesting. Okay, continue. Let's talk about guilty pleasures. It's
0: like serial killers.
1: (laughs) Yes. I have a small obsession with something that i think that a lot of people would consider abnormal
0: is it small
1: it it's probably not small Mm. i have a quite a large obsession with the mystery of oak island and the treasure that has thus far not been found there
0: it's But that thing has exploded. Like, there are several books about it. Yes.
1: It's, well, history, it's history's number one show. And for a while, it was the number one show on Tuesday nights for, like, a certain amount of time. Wow. So I'm not the only one. Yes,
0: there are people out there watching it.
1: But, yes, uh, if you don't know, there is an island in the North Atlantic. That's the opening of the show. (laughs)
0: do i need to
1: find like the the music yes in 1795 these guys on the mainland looks look over and they saw blinking lights and they're like oh this is weird let's go investigate so when they get over there they see like a divot in the ground and they're like oh well pirates used to come through here let's look for treasure i don't know how their mind went there because that's not what i would assume when i saw a divot but supposedly, they dug down 10 feet and found a platform, dug down 10 more feet, found another platform, and there was like a stone carve on a rock with a stone carved on it that had runes on it. And so they dug down to like 90 feet, and every 10 feet, there was a platform. They
0: did this in 1792? 95. So, I'm so sorry. Uh, with just regular old shovels. Mm-hmm. How did they get in and out of that ninety-foot hole that they just dug
1: in the middle? There were platforms every ten feet, like so in they the could put so they could put a ladder over a platform, ladder down over okay. platform. Sure, it could, it's plausible. It's fine. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So I watched this show where they find very little mm-hmm. religiously, and I my the people in my life my life know that I love it so I've been gifted books over the years and so I finally got around to reading The Secret Treasure of Oak Island, The Amazing True Story of a Centuries-Old Treasure Hunt this is by Darcy O'Connor. I also have one called The Curse of Oak Island by Randall Sullivan and then I have The Templar Connection to Oak Island by Zena Halperd. So I've got some good reading material. Oh my
0: goodness they're all gonna say the same thing. (laughs) Probably. There's no idea. Well, there's no Darcy pressure.
1: O'Connor thinks that it's a Spanish connection. And Zena Halpern thinks that it's a Templar connection. So they're different. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, sure. I'm not sure what Randall Sullivan has because uh, I haven't read his yet. But I've read parts of Zena Halpern's and obviously it's called the Templars. Sure. Um, and then Randall Sullivan or Darcy O'Connor thinks that it's a Spanish connection. Because there were Spanish um, garrisons in the area. There's also... Th- thought that it could be either British or French because both of them were fighting over Nova Scotia at the time. So there's forts in the area. But basically, they find just enough stuff over the course of all of these years to keep people digging. Like, people have spent more money on this than they will ever find.
0: I'm just... It's an island. There's (laughs) not many places to dig on an island.
1: You would think... But the, also the holdup is you got to get the right permits, you've got to get the right approval, the right like they have to have. Who owns the island? Is it uh, right now? It's primarily owned by private people. So Marty and Rick are the Laginas, and they own a chunk of it. They own I think like eighty percent of it. And then there's two other families that own the rest of it. But in Nova Scotia, a treasure trove license automatically gives the province of nova scotia 10% but you also have to if you're digging on land that is considered nova scotian you have to have they have a geologist on site they have to have an archaeologist on site they can't just go in and like dynamite things and they have to do it very specifically so it slows down a lot of wow. processes they can't mess up the environment they can't mess up the animals habitats that sort of thing
0: that's that's a lot
1: It is. But they find just enough stuff. Like, they found a Spanish coin. They have found a lead cross that dated to the 1300s.
0: So they have both Templar and Spanish crap. Mm -hmm.
1: But they keep finding, like, these random weird stuff and just enough to say that something weird happened here. What was it? And there's all these theories, and, like, almost every week we'll have some crackpot come on and pitch another theory, and it's brilliant. Like, one person thinks the manuscripts of Shakespeare are there, and that Sir Francis Bacon actually wrote all of the works of Shakespeare, and Shakespeare just took credit for it. And then the cache of Bacon's true manuscripts will be found here. Wow. Uh, Some people think it's the Ark of the Covenant. Oh,
0: goodness.
1: Yeah, but how the
0: Ark of the Covenant got to Canada I'll never
1: know I, I can tell you the theory
0: please tell
1: me well the Templars took it when they invaded sure. Jerusalem and then they smuggled it to France and then the Rothschild family which had Templar connections moved it to Scotland and then the people in Scotland took it to Nova Scotia why? so that the church couldn't have it
0: sure okay
1: yeah, I mean, obviously.
0: I'm sorry for asking questions. Gosh,
1: I don't know why you wouldn't get that immediately. But I really do have a very strong obsession with
0: this. Dear God, I hope they find this treasure soon. I
1: don't even care if they find treasure. I just want to know what happened there. Because now they've, like, drained the swamp area, and they have found a road. Ooh. Like, not a road, but, like, a... Um, Cobblestoney type kind of thing Ooh. and it it looks like it's gonna date back to um probably the 1600s mm-hmm. they've also found roman arrows Weird. yeah they just have found so much little stuff that someone keeps you going in, Someone
0: in 1794 was probably like i'm gonna sprinkle a whole bunch of stuff here <laughs> yeah, probably
1: nuts. <laughs> but There has been continually treasure hunters on the island since then. Wow. They'll come in. They'll be like, oh, I have a great plan to do this. But then they'll go bankrupt doing it. President Franklin Roosevelt was actually involved in one of the treasure hunts. Uh, He was part of the group that I think it was in the 1920s-ish when he was doing that. Maybe a little bit earlier because that's when he started being political. But so many people have looked for this treasure and they can't find it and now over time the original location of what they call the money pit Mm -hmm. has disappeared because they've dug and and excavated moved so much stuff that now the laginas and their partners have spent a lot of their time trying to locate Mm -hmm. the original x marks the spot yeah but it's lots of fun Daniel tells me I'm completely crazy, but it's been on for seven seasons. Well, they haven't found anything significant yet.
0: So you're just watching nothing.
1: No, I'm watching treasure hunting. But they're not finding any they're treasure. They're finding little things.
0: Oh I could go out back and dig up something for you.
1: And wouldn't you think, hey, I wonder if there's more stuff here and keep digging? No, I'm tired. I um, Well, they have lots and lots of money. Rick was an engineer, and he started a, um, he founded a company that's, like, natural gas. So, he was in the energy business, and he sold it for, like, millions of dollars. Well, that's not a finite amount of money, though. But then he started another one and sold that. And then he started a vineyard. So, he's got, like, gobs of money. And Rick heard the story in a Reader's Digest when he was eleven, and his little brother made all this money and's like, "Here, let's go treasure hunt." And I kind of want to be that rich, <laughs> so, so I could go chase my dreams.
0: Also, though, can we just go to Nova Nova Scotia and maybe like hop a ferry to this island?
1: Um, they they built a causeway. It costs some money, but they had to be able to get the dig equipment over.
0: Sure. So why wouldn't you just build a bridge?
1: They did. I mean, they built a causeway. Well, they put the in the ground. So a so a bridge. It's more like they built up earth to make a road than a bridge. That's nuts.
0: How far off the mainland is it?
1: I don't think it's that far.
0: So I mean, if you can see it from shore, yeah, it's not that far. Wow.
1: Yeah. They also have a history center, and they do tours.
0: Oh, then we totes need to go. Yes,
1: I want to go real bad. Uh, Although it is cursed, seven people, or six people have died in the the hunt. And the legend says seven must die before the treasure will be found. Oh,
0: well then someone just real quick kill someone.
1: (laughs) Well, that's what I keep telling, Daniel keeps telling me, just kill that old man. And I'm like, no, he has to die in active pursuit of the treasure. He can't just die of natural causes. Well, then
0: someone just like push him into the hole that they're digging no
1: but that's not him actively pursuing it that's someone causing it he has to be like digging the hole so where did the curse come from i really don't know people just keep dying like these one um people their their equipment broke and they fell in the hole another people a group of people they tunneled down and got into like a a gas pocket of poisonous gas and it killed them all
0: right yeah that's very exciting It really is. So did you learn anything in this book that you did not know?
1: No. (laughs) But it was really good. (laughs) It was very well researched and put together.
0: So what you're saying is you could have written this book. Yes. Okay.
1: It's really.
0: But you have two
1: more books to read. Yes. They could present different things that I don't know.
0: Sure. Mm-hmm.
1: Like I haven't really done a lot of research on the Templar connection to the island. So I oh, good. It, it could good. okay. It could happen. Sure. The cross that they found is a Templar cross. So it's like got the rounded top mm-hmm. and it's the same cross. They traveled to France where some Templars were held prisoner back in the day. Mm-hmm. And it's the same cross.
0: Oh my goodness. Kind of like a just a Templar cross. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm
1: but how did it get in north america lord only knows they also found coconut fibers in the early 1800s Ooh, in Canada, yeah and the the closest coconut is 1700 miles away huh. Interesting. so some shit went down Apparently. i'll tell you but you guys should watch it's lots of fun oh my
0: goodness. i don't think i could devote seven years of tv To not find, to find a coin and a cross. No, they
1: found some brooches, and they found uh, buttons.
0: Oh,
1: buttons. Oh, my God, you
0: didn't tell me
1: about the buttons. (laughs) I feel like I'm being called out here. (laughs) Do you? Yes. You like serial killers. I like treasure that will never be found. But I'm going to keep watching in case they do.
0: Girl, I hope they do find a treasure. Sign me up for when they find the treasure.
1: Okay. I will do that. Mm -hmm. But it really is quite popular right now, the show and the the story. It's it's
0: everywhere. I've never seen one minute of it, but I have heard all about it.
1: Well, if you have seven to ten hours, I can walk you through it from beginning to end. (laughs) Maybe tomorrow. (laughs) Okay.
0: I'm a little busy today.
1: Darn it. It's like that 14-hour documentary about the Roosevelts that I watched, and you're like, why? It was a good documentary.
0: Sure. Okay. Well, that's all the, <laughs> that's all the time we have today, folks.
1: I could really keep going. Oh my goodness. Not necessarily about the book, which, unfortunately, did not tell me a whole lot that I didn't know already. A whole
0: lot? Or, or
1: nothing at all? But Darcy O'Connor was... A really good researcher, and the story was presented very nicely.
0: Very well, thank you.
1: You're welcome. My next book has pictures. Oh yay! (laughs) That's the only thing lacking from this one.
0: Oh yeah, pictures and nonfiction books are always welcome. Yes. Mm
1: -hmm. All right. Well,
0: I hope we had a we had a little bit of everything.
1: We really did. We were kind of all over the place. So I hope
0: you guys found at least one book that you (laughs) wanted to pick up.
1: Yes. Thank you for listening and we will talk to you next week. Bye.